Hello? Hello. Can you Hello. hear me? Yes. 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 <laughs> I, Sorry, I had to get you. my lip gloss. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, you need that for the podcast. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to turn this podcast into a cooking podcast, <laughs> like a Filipino cooking podcast. Mm -hmm. Everybody can a have steamed rice recipe. Yeah. Really enticed your interest <laughs> everybody can have like a little intro that is a recipe or maybe that's the process for guests to like yeah as we audition okay um, yeah um welcome uh thank you all for tuning in to afterlife podcast it's been a minute um but yes we are here i am here with someone that i very much admire a very dear friend of mine um they they do a lot, lots of star power, um, lots of power, <laughs> just like as an entire being. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna introduce you, okay? Is what I'm doing. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, so today on Afterlife, we have Patrick Salvani, otherwise known as Miss Nookie Galore. Um, and Miss Nookie Galore has an uncomfortable relationship with stories that haunt us. Miss Galore is a Philippinex, non-binary, hairy, Asian, trauma-informed, community-grounded, horror storytelling drag queen. Um, and just one of those people that I look up to so hard. Um, just like final boss level, uh, I feel like, <laughs> in any facet of life. Uh, Patrick is a big deal. They've also been featured on CBC Arts, showcased at the Art Gallery of Ontario, and the Royal Ontario Museum. You might have seen them around. Um, also do a lot um for the community um so welcome to the show um yeah thank you for thank you for doing this uh thanks for having me yes afterlife <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i'm just i'm just really excited to uh to talk to you about all things afterlife um all of the gnarly stuff about death uh life um you you know a lot about horror and I feel like that that's kind of like your like your area of expertise um so yeah let's mm -hmm. get into it um i guess i know so from seeing you perform um and yeah from knowing you a lot of the characters that you portray on stage are very much horror inspired um i wanted to know what the inspiration is behind it what what um yeah why hmm. what what why do you feel like why do you feel like these people these these characters um should be platformed on a stage and like you know it feels like always a celebration um but yeah hmm. it's a lot of horror kind of inspired characters yeah i like um i kind of i like that grotesque i kind of like that um I'm a Scorpio. Do, does every oh, Scorpio really? start a podcast that way? But yes, I feel like, <laughs> um, like I basically, in a lot of ways, grew up around horror things and a lot of superstition and folklore. Um, my birthday is on November 1st. So um, in the Philippines, we would go to the cemetery and have like play games and stuff like that. And then, and then Coming to North America, it was like there's Halloween the night before, and then everything Halloween happens to be like 80% off on November 1st. So I just felt it like made sense. <laughs> 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 yeah. And like, I don't know. I like 
I think also, um, like for me, I've like loved watching horror movies. That's really how I connected um, with my mom, who hates me a lot of times. But I feel like in a lot of ways, we watch horror movies together. Um, and like, I remember watching my first horror movie when I was like six years old and just crying because I felt sad for the villain. I was just like, did oh, they wow. really have to kill them? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no communication? What is this? That's transformative justice. That's what I thought at six years old. So I was like that. And I don't know, maybe like sometimes I think I'm just like too pretty. So I just had to put some drag horror makeup on just to bring it back to reality so <laughs> but yeah um yeah I just for me I just like I wanted to I always saw the stage as a place where I could feel free mm-hmm. and like I could feel like my whole self um because like so much of life is feeling very disconnected code switching a lot of times too so it's just kind of like this is my chance to do me on stage and it just so happens like If you follow me on Instagram, it's kind of like, I watch a lot of horror movies, (laughs) you know? If I'm not performing horror (laughs) drag, I actually watch a lot of horror movies regularly. So it's just, like, for me, it becomes its its own language of, like, how I do art or express myself through art. So, yeah. What what do you think the appeal is for you with, like, I guess, the darker parts and sides of life that you feel like people are missing? Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of people look good dressed in black, um, black <laughs> lace. Um, we have black hair, Filipino. So it's just like uh, I think I think the appeal is that, like, if you think of it as like a metaphor and like how I view horror movies, like I think people view horror movies as like, like killing and just like you know. Um, slashers and demons and all those things but if you look at it in another way horror movies is really about survival Mm. so i always looked at it as like sometimes you have to battle your demons so like i love doing like live exorcisms (laughs) when i perform because i'm like (laughs) who hasn't you know i don't think i don't think of myself as necessarily good but i have to battle myself many times so like mm. if i'm able to express that on stage it's just like you're kind of, i'm kind of welcoming people into my own journey and i think people can relate to that of of like you know sometimes our the scariest things are in ourselves right so yeah like i i think um I think a lot of the time, like, oh, so I talk about this with my therapist where it's like the things that are like the things that do manifest as fears are more so just like an obstruction of like a distorted view or self-concept or something. And that's Mm. really just like something that you haven't illuminated, uh, like explored enough to know what it's stemming from like i think that's a thing and like yeah yeah because like a lot like when my anxiety shows up it's like it's i imagine it as a character um but then it's like doing the thing of like what's um like when you see like a shadow in the dark turn on the lights and it's like oh this is really something else um kind of thing i think yeah but i feel like 
whenever like in horror stories and like movies the yeah the monster is like it's like a it's an embodiment of like a societal fear or like um or like a like it's representing like a worldview or something sometimes like uh i was watching a documentary and then they were talking about like how trans characters have been portrayed in film and it's often not or like as something that is like grotesque whether that will change or like what like how media is portraying like monsters and like demons now like i feel like there's i'm hoping to see more dimensionality i also don't watch horror movies so i'm like <laughs> i'm not yeah <laughs> i'm too scared but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. something i think about yeah yeah and i think like and what would happen if those trans uh, like trans people actually wrote horror movies rather than being characters within them too, right? Um, or just like in any story, like like stories change. Like, yeah, I feel like with horror movies, it's scary, right? And I think people can relate to fear, and also um, like in multiple ways, you can run away, you can fight, fight. So. Um, yeah, I think for me, I've like I've always tried to like fear has always been an because I've grew mm. up around all this superstition, all this folklore, or like horror movies. Um, it's just like, like I talk about this whenever anyone ever asks me, but I'm like fear has always been the easiest emotion for me to access. Oh. So it's kind of like, you know. I'm a, you know, I'm a guarded Scorpio, you know, I am, like, <laughs> you are, yeah, you, are. you know, I'm very private, but, um, but fear is something that I was like, oh, this is actually what I can feel. I can articulate, I can, you know, be okay, like screaming in a theater. Like if you watch a horror movie with me, like you would think I'm completely desensitized from these things, but I'm not, I'm like literally like. I'll be running and like screaming and like, ah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of like, yeah, like I still enjoy horror movies. So yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, like I think there's something to performing. Like I think, um, yeah, it's like for my experience in performing, there's something to like, I definitely feel the fear and I definitely like, and it's always unpleasant, but it's something, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a thing that I'm continually wanting to move toward or be in a position of, because mm -hmm. I feel like it, it, it like make, like it, it incarnates something about me in that moment that I can't get any other way. I don't know. So like, I think that's, that's interesting. And like, I think, um, I think like when I say things that are uncomfortable, um, I think that like, I can feel it in the air, but I feel like being deliberate and then portraying something that like, yeah, like a certain aspect of myself that is unpleasant or that is something that's not widely accepted. I think, um, that's something that. I think it's, it feels like 
something that I'm trying like trying to talk about or like just raise to people's like just like t like make people think about in some way mm -hmm. or in another light which is yeah um I think a lot of yeah people do <laughs> and that's the thing right like it becomes more about us fearing ourselves right rather than like and like in so many ways when we address our fears it's kind of like this is who I am <laughs> or when you do that in a performance anyways and like I don't know like I think for me when I think of like horror and like fear in general um and like when I think of my own performance like I wanted to also like I love horror movies that feel like a roller coaster ride, mm -hmm. which you experience fear on as well. It just doesn't have to be a horror movie, but it's just like, you know, like I always like those surprises, <laughs> those jumps. Like I'll, uh, like sometimes in my music tracks, I'll put like, a, <laughs> like a demon sound, like a demon scream, which I, I love, or you know, like some sort of surprise where, um, like eat noodles out of my breasts, you know, like I love. <laughs> I love shit like that, where it's like, um, like, like fear, like fear is just not just con is not contained within just horror. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's just so many things around like that emotion, and like horror is like, I don't know. I kind of want like it's a kind of a way of life. Like for me, if I see it as survival, it's just like a way of surviving life. You know, there's this article that actually said that people who watch horror movies are far better at coping at this pandemic. <laughs> I was like, oops. I'm like, oop. <laughs> that's me. Mm -hmm. Um that's so interesting. I yeah. That's really cool. I'm, I'm like I have so many things in my head. Um yeah. I wanna know, okay, yeah. Do you have any for the listeners out there? Do you have any recommendations on horror movies like 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 a top like a top five or something? Oh my gosh. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I have I can give everyone a top four thousand. Um, okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite horror movie is Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. Okay. Uh, Dream Warriors came out in nineteen eighty seven. I was too young to see it, but I saw it later. And um, yeah, it's so cool. Um, I don't know, maybe in the last, uh, a movie that came out recently that was really scary. Oh, there's this like Indonesian film called Empedagor, which is really good. What's that about? Um, um, what is it about? It's basically, it's kind of like about a curse passed on through generations. And um, it's kind of like revisiting the source of things. And, but obviously it's a different, um, it's more about an inheritance basically in some ways. So um, yeah, so that's pretty good. I don't know. Like I love the movie Feng Shui with a, uh, Chris Aquino. Oh, that, yeah. I, I thought that was so, Yeah, I thought that was. I thought that was so scary. Because you know, Filipinos love like Chinese <laughs> culture, <laughs> all the good luck charms. So it was okay. like quite an interesting film. Yeah, 
Okay, cool. It's like, Those are my three. What else is there? Four? You have 4,000. Yeah, there's just so many. It's hard for me to say, like, it's hard for me to tell. Uh, I just feel like everyone should just watch horror films. If people watch horror films more regularly, they wouldn't think horror films, like, horror films are bad. They would just, like, you know, if you watch, like, comedies, you're like, some are better than others, basically. <laughs> mm. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we have, I think you have a goal for this coming fall, Marie, to watch horror films. I do. Okay, <laughs> listen, I... I want, this is a big deal and uh to me this is gonna take up time nobody else nobody else is like will care about this but i i watched um it the movie on an like i felt safe because i was on an airplane and i was like a clown can't get me at this height so yeah i watched the the i guess remake the modern version i thought it mm-hmm. was pretty good it had like it was like a good like the way that they did the scares it was a good variety like they had like the slow creep in they had the jump scares they had like the i don't know the 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 things that just come out at you and like the yeah they had all the scares i would recommend that one because that was the only one i could really watch somehow if you the new it right the new one yeah if you could watch that, you can watch a lot of horror films because like that movie is pretty intense for her. I, like that's horror horror. <laughs> I can't do like spiritualist, like poltergeist mm. or conjuring. Like I, I have to leave the room. Like I cannot do it, and I'm not like I'm not gonna sleep, and I'm gonna get nightmares. Yeah. Um, yeah. But killer clowns is a safe option for sure. I mean, it's like there's a little <laughs> bit of a slant of like, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it it is true. Like the ones that scare me the most films are definitely, you know, the ones that deal with religion and ghosts and like haunt, supernatural hauntings, those kind of things. So clowns freak me out, but I definitely they are not my scariest horror genre. Like I consider them subgenre within horror. <laughs> so they are. Yeah, it's like the yeah. There's different kinds. Yep. I feel like there's, a, well, you know better than I do. It's like zombies and like other, yeah. Love zombies. They're so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. What else should we talk about? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Okay. I think, I guess. Death. I don't know. <laughs> we can. We can talk about death. That's, that's, so I feel like we are living in a horror type situation right now that's kind of been like it's like the the sky is on fire (laughs) but Mm. we're going about our day um in a pandemic like so i think i don't know it's it's so it's it's weird to be naming it at this time and to be like living yeah as we are now so i feel like I feel like it's a lot in a lot of ways this is a time of like heavy grief and death and i feel like people who haven't um like like on a massive scale people are processing this or they're like or it's just happened it's like an ongoing kind of emergency situation so i think we've had to think about these things and had to confront 
fears of like shadows like internally also and like within our relationships um yeah i guess yeah what do you think like how do we survive this <laughs> how do we how do we be like be okay and comfortable in this very uncomfortable time like what's a good survival tool or skill um yeah that you can cultivate i think community is a big thing for you yeah yeah community like feeling connection um i always, like i feel like first we have to acknowledge that we're, we're we have survived this so far you know <laughs> i think to give give ourselves a little credit that we've made it um and like i think like for me i always think around like like things that feel very like long and never ending, just like this pandemic. I was literally walking today and I was just like, oh wow, this thing will never end, will it? <laughs> very nihilistic, yes, 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 sorry. But, no, uh, but like this is very Scorpio, Scorpio moment where yeah. it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not done. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's not done. Yeah. I don't know when it's be done. Yeah. Those kind of things. Um, like, I think, I think when you said community, I think of like anchors, you know, like mm. in terms of like something that grounds us to the moment, not just to the future or like to the, not to the past necessarily, like in terms of like what we've kind of lost because of this pandemic or like how long will this pandemic last for? And I think so much of like surviving something like this, for me anyways, is just to feel very grounded like connected through community, through friends. Um, um, you know, you know, I love tennis. I love, <laughs> I love playing tennis and shading random people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I think so much of it is like, is to take it, to like live in the present, as difficult as this present is. But a lot of it is like, it's difficult this present because we're thinking of what the past and then also the future at the same time. But if we were just to take this as a moment, but we're like, hey, I'm on a podcast with you, Marie, and I'm enjoying my time so far. <laughs> um, like I think that is part of surviving this. I think it's it's like hard. Like, oh, do you live alone, Marie? I have two roommates. Okay. How's that been? Um it's been pretty good overall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we we check in with each other um and we will catch up. Um and like we're pretty we're good on communication if something's like a flag. Um so that's been I think overall I think it's been like good. We've been each other's anchors in a lot of ways. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's been hard living. I live by myself and it's mm -hmm. been great at times when I hear other people and their relationship breakups and stuff like that or their living, <laughs> the living situation. I was like, oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm forced to stay with someone <laughs> that we're not getting along. But it's also been hard because like how you have anchors, like basically your anchor is like when you're in a pandemic alone, it's kind of like you have to find yourself in this time. Mm -hmm. And like, like, I just hear voices, you know, like we are just like swarm with our own voices anyways. So it was like, and it's sometimes hard to reach people. Not everyone, like this is Toronto. Everyone is busy or mm -hmm. 
depressed or, you know, Mm -hmm. well, my friends anyways, no offense to my friends, but they're, (laughs) so. Everybody's dealing um, with their own shit. Everyone's dealing with their own shit. Show up in ways that like sometimes when, yeah, when it's needed. Um, And like so much of like, for me, showing up would sometimes just mean being there, you know? mm -hmm. And then when you're in this pandemic, it's just like no one can be there like that physically, you know? Mm But, like, spiritually, we're connected. But sometimes it just doesn't... It's hard to connect to the spirit when Mm -hmm. (laughs) things are going downhill. But I'm here, and I've survived. So I think that's good. I think that's good, too. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, for... uh, I do want to share this with the the very many listeners. Um, Patrick Patrick also did, like... I think every week you did community meals throughout the winter where you like mm. grab made food for people in your neighborhood for your friends and like y'all walked around in the freezing winter cold and dropped off food yeah. for people and your cooking's good wait yeah. i don't know if i had your cooking <laughs> i think i did yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty sure i did but yeah like and you made it through the entire winter doing that as like a practice exactly. yeah and yeah, yeah, I actually forgot. You know, like, so many things have happened since the winter. <laughs> I actually forgot. But, yes, I did survive the winter. Thank you for reminding me, actually. Um, and, yeah, that was really the realization of just, like, because I think it was our second lockdown. Yeah. And, like, after the first lockdown, you know, it just happened so suddenly. And I just wasn't ready. Like, I, yeah. I did, like, my coping mechanism of, like, tennis or, like, hanging out with friends just wasn't possible. Um and I, like, I felt like a mess the first lockdown. The second lockdown had happened. I was, like, more ready. And I was like, what am I going to do to still feel connected to people? And, like, winter is a tough time, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it was cold. I, <laughs> but, like, it was, a, it was a weekly practice. And I saw a lot of people, actually, every week. Oh, didn't I? Didn't it bring, oh, no, that never happened. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's, like, leaning into, I don't even know, like, community doesn't ever feel like a word that encapsulates that togetherness of people. Mm. It's, like, like, in Filipino, it's, like, kapwa, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, a word for community, but it's just, like, yeah, it's like intentional relationships with like almost like, like, with like chosen family, like maybe not chosen family, but like, um, yeah, just like a series of like very meaningful, intentional connections with people. I feel like is the thing, and like a lot of this pandemic, like, it's been worsened because we don't know how we can't take care of each other or people don't know can't conceive of other people that they don't have like that can't give them anything um Mm -hmm. or that they there's no transaction there but it's a thing that you just you know do (laughs) because it's like your survival is tied to one another something that i think about and like yeah like wearing a mask like i don't i do it i don't know like any of the people around me but it's just the thing that you do because 
you're trying to take care of each other. Um, I think I'm a very heartfelt, like, Scorpio. <laughs> mm. um, but, yeah, like, that's what I think about. And I uh, I was, I remember when I was uh, doing, like, studying psych in university, there was um, an experiment that folks did around fear. Like, they were researching it. And um, the experiment was, like, they'd set, um, they set up people to, uh do a test and it was like really intimidating and hard and like um they created like a very um like sterile environment and it was like very clinical and it was uncomfortable and then the thing that they found was like people would talk to each other before the test because they were nervous hmm. and then yeah what they found was like people are they want to connect with people when they're in a state of fear which is interesting. And I feel like, like, yeah, there's like these weird social, like, like social norms that have kind of been broken or like some sort of barriers now where people are just like talking to other, like I see it in the grocery stores, like where people are just like, I don't know, making small talk with people that they normally wouldn't or like at the bus stop or something where like there's more of a, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but <laughs> I think, yeah, that's something that I am, I feel like I'm seeing more and more of. Um, yeah. It's, it reminds me, like, um, my, uh, my friend, very good friend, but, you know, sometimes our friends say things that are weird. And this friend said, um, there's, like, a conflict, or, like, you ne I needed support, or not necessarily me, but needing support. And then this friend responds, rely on your inner resources. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, rude. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people's inner resources involves community yeah, connection. Yeah. It involves friendships. Right. And like, I think, um, yeah. So it's hard when that gets separated. And like, I think like a lot of times we were like in this pandemic, people were dealing with their own shit, right? Yeah. And they didn't want to reach out. And then if you were someone's anchor to this world and you weren't reachable, it basically was like a chain reaction of everyone feeling isolated yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of my... Uh, Filipinx elders was talking about uh, a Filipino folklore character and they also do like community like uh, work uh, and they were talking about like this creature in the Philippines um, that you kind of we hear about as kids um, it's called an aswang it's a mm -hmm. monster um, so it's it's a it's um what's it called it's it's like it's kind of like a like a witch vampire uh, with like bat wings and like a long protruding tongue and supposedly mm -hmm. it like steals children, it drinks blood. And unborn one, children. Unborn, children, unborn <laughs> children. That's so gnarly that our like, Filipinos <laughs> came up with that. Like <laughs> the imagination that took. I was like, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, like. So they were saying how um, this 
creature is actually um like uh like a manifestation of like loneliness like because it drains the life out of people and it separates them from community so like you'll notice some things of like how people are acting and behaving but act like and that's like a sign that you need to like try to reach out to each other or find ways to like help each other survive. kill the aswang yeah. find ways to kill the aswang or even like i don't know i take monsters as like because yeah i feel like i i feel like i draw a lot of scary things but i feel like i just take them as like messengers of like yeah what what's the message here and then what do we do with it like i try to like i think it's a thing like when something is a, a scary thing or i don't know what i'm talking about uh like yeah these scary things are are like are pointing to something greater and i'm like is there something that i haven't resolved in myself that i'm seeing here um mm, like an omen or a manifestation of our own things kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's the thing probably um but yeah yeah i think i think that's the thing um but yeah i'm i'm hopeful yeah that you know, people, people just are able to see each other in this time. <laughs> and like, yeah. I think they are. I feel like people are definitely out and about. And uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm definitely going to like a lot of parties this summer, like not yeah. indoor parties, but like out, you know, fun, <laughs> I, I guess I've been seeing a lot of people and it's like these awkward exchanges of like, you know, you haven't seen each other for like 16, 17 months kind of thing. And you're just like, how's it going? And then both of us or either one of us is kind of like, um, we just have to say, okay, because if you were to go really deep into it, it would be a much, a much, a much deeper conversation than that relationship can actually hold. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like in a party context, it's like, it's also like a thing of like, everything is happening around you and then you're like oh i don't know <laughs> I don't, yeah like, yeah and we're also like yeah just navigating conversations after not socializing for a long time is a thing sorry but yeah, yeah. you were saying sorry 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 oh no you just reminded me of uh y2k <laughs> spring break uh, yeah i hung out patrick is part of new hope queen which is like a queer Asian like love party jam and it's always like the purest of vibes and yeah I was having a lovely time <laughs> and yeah that was that was the night that was the theme of my night um you yeah. look great by the way thank you <laughs> I, I never go out so it was a big deal for me yeah it was yeah. A, yeah there was lumpy out there there was yeah yeah, and Palabok, eh? <laughs> such a good party. Yeah, such a good time. Um, I asked Patrick about their fog machine also. <laughs> um, yeah, and I turned it on right before and just had, like, because, you know, I put, um, I put like, uh, essential oils in it. <laughs> so it creates, like, a lemon, citrus for, like, you know, um, 
for like calming nerves. But for that new hope part of it, I put tea tree oil like to go against ticks, just in case, you know. <laughs> so relaxed. So relaxed. And we're also yeah protected from the bugs. This is great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. So much. Okay. I guess. Uh, I do want to know. I I guess like. Are there some practices that you have around like dealing with with like grief and like with death around like in what we were talking about um yeah mm. like there, yeah there's like yeah things we talked about around survival but i'm curious to know if there's anything more yeah that you wanted to share yeah you know what like just recently um close friend and my coworker passed away Mm -hmm. and I guess it's been a while since someone close to me has died. Like, I think the last time was, like, uh, when my grandma died. So um, it was tough. Like, uh, it was also tough. So I work in a health center. I work at uh, supporting our youth during the day, and then at night I'm a horror drag queen. But uh, what was tough is that we had a lot of, what was tough and also so beautiful was there was a lot of group grieving. Mm. So very similar to that movie Midsommar that um, mm-hmm. some people might have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this movie, someone is grieving the relationship. So it's like this cult. And then the cult members basically like hold her on her back while she's crying and like deep like, uh, like this. And they start mimicking like the tears, the sound she makes, the movement. So she actually doesn't feel alone in that grief. So when I think of this summer and just like dealing with my my, uh, my friend's death, it was just kind of like, there was a lot of us group grieving together. Mm. And it was very beautiful and also very hard. Cause like, you know, we're Scorpios, Marie. So it's just like so much of the stuff we do around like our own emotional processing is just like, we just do ourselves, you know? <laughs> It's like we don't necessarily invite the entire world to grieve with us. You know? so, but it was amazing to actually feel held through that time, but also so so intense to have all of those emotions in one space. Whether that was online, we also like we met in a backyard and lit a fire. Um, so. Like for me and dealing with, like, I think so, like, and when I was talking about it earlier, it was really about finding living in the presence Mm -hmm. for me and when dealing with grief of just kind of like very like mindful approach. Mm -hmm. Notice yourself doing dishes or something like that. Or um, yeah, it was just really, it was a really tough time this summer. And I had also lost a close friend and another friend and not, not because they died, but <laughs> because they're rude. So, um, like, and that was really surprising to me because I don't really, I don't lose friends necessarily. Like, it's like I have pretty long-term friendships. Um, but yeah, and people had warned me, and I just didn't see things as clearly as everyone else did. So, learn my lesson. So I feel like there's been a lot of grieving around that and just kind of like, um, 
just a lot of grieving this time. Mm-hmm. And like, I think so much of me is just trying to stay grounded in what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Grief, death, this feels like regular life in some ways. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. like why, why is it named afterlife? Why is it named afterlife? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't think of anything else. And I think uh, I had a comedy show that was surreal life. Um, Afterlife. So I guess afterlife came after surreal life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I don't know. I think, I think people imagine it as like another area of life, but there's so many things like grief is expansive. There's so many things that we grieve or people are in the state of grief on the daily even before this pandemic where it doesn't get honored in the same way Mm -hmm. like that's that's the thing and then i think having things happening now and like systems being like upturned and like yes a pandemic um do you have to confront these like these things are being um surfaced on a very public and there's a conversation happening now like with the larger public because it's happening in this way so I think yeah um I think it is a thing like what you were saying like was creating space for that to happen for like allowing the feelings to be felt (laughs) as hard Mm -hmm. as that is and then um yeah and it's never because that's part of that's part of like healing it's like it's never pretty and it's never romanticized like it's it's like your insides and outsides are being like extracted from you and it's like a very real thing when someone is in it um and that's just and that's that's it like and i think i don't like to like I don't like to fluff it up, uh, and I don't like to, to, like, um, yeah, like, call it something that it isn't. Um, but I think, yeah, there's value in like trying to do something in the everyday, to be like, I made like I made it through this day, or I made it through this moment, and this is the thing that helped me stay in this moment and grounded. And I think that's what, yeah, um, that's what these things are, like. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I would see it as, like, when it's, like, grief and, like, loss, it's, like, there has to, like, for me in the process of grieving, um, any death of something. Yeah. um, It's just kind of, like, there has to be an acceptance that, you are forever changed because of it, Mm, you know, rather than you will come back to normal or, you know, like something, you know, something amazing (laughs) kind of thing. It's just like, you won't be the same. And I think that like you live with that grief. Like I live with a lot of grief. Yeah. 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 And that's why, like, for me, like, I like that idea of like afterlife. Cause I was just like, yeah, like, like there is a lot of death, you know, not just like, people like physically dying but there is a lot of like birth and death and just like you know like sometimes we're already living an afterlife you know that's true yeah yeah 
Yeah. You know, I think as Scorpios, we like it feels like we live multiple <laughs> lives. I had to bring up Scorpios to you know, it's rare to we, talk to we, another Scorpio. <laughs> we haven't. We this is like a, yeah, this is the podcast that it, <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, this is what the podcast is now. From now on, let's just be. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, sorry, 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 Gemini's. Else. Take like, care. Take we care, know Gemini's. It's like Virgo season, but like it's our season <laughs> only. Yeah. Um. Side note: I am like a triple Scorpio. Oh God. Uh, You're really uh, intense, then, no? Uh, no, I'm super chill. What are you talking? About? <laughs> totally. Um, like totally relaxed like super chill <laughs> uh supreme um so if this is and this is like i'm not gonna push astrology on anyone in which way but it is it's cool to know as like a body and form of knowledge so some of the things that i hear that people tell me about scorpions is that a lot of it is, uh is about like uh as a sign is about like were the ones that are like very intense and also like um about like it's a sign of like transformation or like in the season and it's like I feel like um yeah like I like the this I guess the the generalization is that like a lot of Scorpios have that intensity and then for that reason like a lot of their life experiences have been like about like going through some very very um powerful experiences of like um knowing the darker sides of life and then having to like transmute it and become and like become something else and transform um mm. is a thing that i feel like is a thing um my fellow scorpio i'm gonna shout out chohana who also runs a grief podcast um, nice. but yeah like I think that's a, that could be a thing. That could be a thing. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, I'm into it. And then it's like also <laughs> just seeing like the realities of the things that is life. Like there's like death is an ongoing thing. Like that is something that's yeah. not new. And then I think the illusion is that it's not. And the thing is that it's <laughs> like all these other things as like present uh yeah the, some sense of security or like that that it doesn't that death is like that um there's there's a way around that but it's not and that's okay and that's that that helps you live more life in um in an intense way in a very scorpion way of like finding a way to like like living not in an in-between like um like not in like um binaries where like this is life this is death no these there are two things that can coexist in the same moment and that's what makes it what it is and that's what it do you know baby like that's <laughs> that's that's just what it is um that's that's what it is baby <laughs> Life is intense. We're just living life to the fullest. <laughs> yeah, this is a very sorry. This podcast is a Scorpio bias. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it makes you know. Yeah. We're the creepy ones. We're the goth ones. We're the <laughs> the ones born around Halloween. Like, of course, like why wouldn't we? Why do we? Wouldn't we connect our Scorpioness to life and death? Basically. <laughs> 
yeah like I grew up when there was like yeah like when I was a kid I I just like thought about it when I was like that's kind of unusual that like when you're a kid and you're like birth day is around this time when you're seeing like all these decorations on the lawn of like dismembered body parts and like ghosts yeah. and phantoms like did that do any like does that explain anything about who I am as a person mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't know well yeah maybe but you basically give us a break people we're just this is how we were raised okay <laughs> I think there well there are probably some other folks that are like also Scorpio that are like meh. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think I'm yeah, I like I'm comfortable in the uncomfortable. Um I think that's that's the thing. Comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Um I think we're coming to our to our close. Um so quick. I, I know yeah, well, I mean we had we had a great time. It's yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you can, I'll invite you back for another for another uh session. Maybe like we can do your birthday if you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> um but yeah, before we leave, um I do wanna know like I do ask this of my guests. Um so yeah, in in one sentence, can you tell the people, tell the people, tell the people of okay. Afterlife Podcast, um, what you think the meaning of life is, in a sentence or phrase? What is the meaning of life? Um, and there's a time limit. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm just okay. joking. I'm just joking. Oh my god! Okay before this message explodes. Yeah. Um, I Like, I really do believe that the meaning of... Oh, that's a tough... God. Has yeah, God I even know. answered this question? Like... <laughs> if you the believe devil? in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't... Well, they're kind of busy right now, so I have to... <laughs> um, Like, I would be like, oh, the meaning of life is, like, life and death and all those things. But I don't know. I feel like the meaning of life is uh, taking things step by step, Mm. having fun when you can, Mm. and uh, I don't know, looking pretty. I know it's not a okay. Maybe okay. That's not like no, what that people could... <laughs> would quote me on. But <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. No, I just I want to try again. Can I try okay. again? Yeah, you could try again. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe the meaning of life isn't just life or death, but the meaning of life is actually the ability to welcome being reborn. <laughs> different times mm. and then kind of um and whatever that means for people reborn could also be just being letting go of things accepting new things or just like living life to their fullest or not like whatever but I just feel like the meaning of life is like I think it's just like we can't just think of this as just one life <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. we all live multiple lives and we will, there will be death 
there will be life, there will be zombie attacks. So there will be drag. Yeah. Don't be dragged. Oh, there will be drag. Oh, there will be drag. Yeah, please. Yeah. Have drag. Yeah. Book me for shows, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Have fun. I love that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so look much. pretty. And look and pretty. Look pretty. <laughs> when do we not? Um, yeah. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Patrick. Um, I will link Patrick's socials in in a post uh, online so you can follow them. Um, this has been afterlife podcast for those of you listening thank you thank you thank you um i think we all learned something today uh be well be safe have a good have a nice life <laughs> have a nice life everyone <laughs> <laughs>